0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Waters inside the town. Max Olson of the Athletic. uh, Very nice to carve out some time for us today because. Uh, Max is, I know like, you know, Mike Norvell or Lane Kiffin can claim to be the Portal King, but Max is the true Portal King because he has to monitor all of it for the athletic. And it is Portal season. I know this is probably at the point now we're three years into this thing or four years in um, that nothing surprises you. But are there guys in the Portal that did take you back a little bit?
1: Um, I. <laughs> I think there are names that are going to enter the portal in the next few days that will surprise some people. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just a lot of, a lot of rumors right now, um, especially this quarterback market. I think it's it's, it's extremely active right now and uh, is about to get crazier. Um, not just with the underclassmen that'll enter on Monday, but uh, but over these next few days, the guys that are grad transfers. Um, surprises? No, I mean, I think we're still, you know, this this phase before December fourth is really primarily grad transfers because um, they can enter any time, and then it's really guys leaving programs where they, they just had a coaching change. So uh, in some ways you're not surprised by some of the groups of players you're seeing, some of these schools that are getting pretty hit, hit pretty hard, like a, you know an Indiana or Middle Tennessee or UTEP you know, that had coaching changes, kind of all their best players become available, which is kind of crazy to watch that um, play out. But um, I think we're, we're still due uh, for, for lots of big ones here on Monday. What a tease.
2: Lots of yeah. lots of big names. I mean, we were just talking about uh, Blake Shapin, Max. how He yeah. jumped in the portal a couple of days ago, and I don't think it was a total shock just because of everything going on here right now with, you know, a rand on the hot seat and just uh, the firing of Jeff Grimes, but he jumped in a couple of days ago. You know, maybe he's a top 10 transfer quarterback at that point, but... I mean, shoot, DJU jumps in, Dante Moore jumps in. I mean, he might be like top twenty now. He might be top thirty come Monday. I mean, it's it's kind of insane that quarterback market, and um, I guess no end in yeah. sight as you're referring to there.
1: Yeah, no, it's, and it's funny. It's like um, I think you're probably right. That's probably the right way to sum it up. There's just been a lot of um, uh, of pretty proven guys that have that have hit the portal in the past, uh, you know, forty eight hours that would probably move shape and uh, down that list. Um, although I think in the right spot, uh, I think he could be pretty productive, but you know, it's funny guys, like, uh, Jake Spavadal gets, gets hired today. And probably the first question for him is, all right, who are we getting the quarterback? And it's like, let me get in the building first and see what we've got. Right. I mean, it's just, but it's such a moving target. All of this stuff. I've talked to lots of coaches who are like, yeah, we're, we're, we're in the market for a quarterback. We're not sure who the OC is going to be next year. So we've got a lot to figure out here. So yeah, it's, um, I think for these players, especially like the Blake Shapens of the world, who have put some good stuff on tape, but are still kind of looking for, you know, you kind of hoping that some teams will take a chance on them. Like, you got to get in now and got to make a decision pretty quickly because uh, there are going to be uh, there's going to be even more uh, that, that enter the the market here um, on Monday and in the next few days. So um, you, you hope those guys can find a good fit, and they're not just looking at this in terms of. Um, trying to get a check they can find a place where uh, they can go be a starter and and, uh, put up stats
2: well you mentioned his name Jake Spavitol the news coming down today that he will be the man to uh, take over the Baylor offense post Jeff Grimes and and post Blake Shapin most likely as well Um, your thoughts on him Max Uh, has been around Texas quite a bit been at Cal most recently but what do you think about that choice by Dave Aranda and the change uh, in direction there
1: yeah, I'm a big fan of Jake Spavadol. I thought that, um, you know, got to know him a little bit when he was at West Virginia. And I thought, you know, certainly you saw it in their buildup in Dana's final years there with Will Greer, you know, when he's got a quarterback, um, you know, obviously he knows how to recruit some playmakers. But when he's got a quarterback and, and you really kind of see the full potential of his offense, I think he's one of the better guys out there. And so, you know, that was always kind of the challenge as the head coach at Texas State is he just. In that that tenure there, and they obviously had to lean on the portal a lot, but just never really totally got it right at quarterback, and and, and never got to kind of see um, how good they could be. Although they got better in his last year, uh, especially on defense. But you know, I thought he had an interesting situation at Cal this year, where they you know they had three quarterbacks, um, ended up playing a freshman and stuff. So again, like not really seeing the full potential there. Although they um, you know they did improve, and and they did have a, he inherited a good back there, so they they ran the ball, but. Um, I, you know, I think he's a really good pick, um, and I think that uh, – interested to see kind of how they fill out the offensive staff from here. But um, in terms of a guy that can can scheme up good stuff for what they've got, um, I, I think he's one of the better ones out there and, and really interested to see kind of what can they th- go pick up this offseason to, uh, to kind of fit what he wants to do. Max,
0: what do you it- – I'll just tell you, and I'm sure you, you know this from, from reading about it or, or seeing it, but, but retaining Dave Aranda was not a popular decision here uh, in, in yep. Waco.
2: What? I didn't really spit on my Diet Coke when you said that, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Was, yeah. To say
0: the least, it was not the popular decision with the fans. Um, what, from your perspective from the outside looking in, what is that decision, What did you think it was a good one to bring him back? Do you think that, you know, what is he going to have to navigate here in this next year?
1: I think um, I, I think it's clear, um, and it has been clear all season, that Mac Rhodes did not want to make a coaching change, despite despite all the the, the really um, bad results on the field. I, I I think it's very clear Mac Rhodes fully believes that Dave Aranda is the right guy for this job, that he can get this thing fixed. I think um, I, I can understand the frustration because I think if you're if you're a fan and you you went to these games this year you're like, where's the momentum? Where's the thing I'm pointing to and feeling like, all right, we're going to be a lot better next year. I I understand like the, the belief of like, oh man, there's, there's good young players in this program and guys, they had to roll out this year and play as freshmen. And you hope that they're, they're better a year or two now. And you kind of just had to take your lumps this year. And look, that's also kind of where the big 12s at, right? I mean, <laughs> there, there's just not easy games on the schedule anymore. And there's certainly, it's not going to get easier next year, but you know, I, I think it's a really critical offseason um, for, for a staff that's had a lot of turnover under Dave Aranda um, already. And, and and so I'm curious to see, you know, I think Spavadol's a great pick. Um, I think they're going to have to, you know, be pretty aggressive here in terms of upgrading the roster to get it competitive uh, with, with the rest of the Big 12 and, and be more aggressive in the portal. And that's probably going to be expensive, but that, that's that's what you got to do. And, uh, you know, I think I, for what it's worth, you go look at West Virginia this year. I mean, no, no, that fan base did not want Neil Bratt back either. Um, and, and in a lot of ways was rooting for him to fail at, at a bunch of points this season. And they went eight and four. They believed in, uh, you know, that they were heading in the right direction despite some of the players they've lost. And Neil Brown took over play calling on offense and, and was like, I'm going to go out my way if I'm going out and, uh, and things got better. Right. And the, and the schedule was a little bit easier for them this year, but, you know, things got better. So it's not impossible that this thing can get turned around. I don't think this is necessarily doomed. There's an example of it in the conference this year, but man, it's going to take a lot of hard work to catch up to the rest of the conference.
2: Max, you had a piece on uh, Oklahoma State and the run that they've been on and uh, obviously taking a focus in on their defensive coordinator. Texas, the big challenge on Saturday, the final send-off for the Longhorns. They want to go out obviously on top and with final bragging rights. But what do you make of this game? And and obviously uh, the Oklahoma State side of things, just what it took to get here, even taking a couple of lumps throughout the season.
1: Yeah, it's funny. If, if you kind of just judge Oklahoma State by, oh, they lost to USF and they lost to South Alabama and those games weren't close and stuff, then I think you're kind of missing the story of this team this year. I mean, it's a really uh, tough, resilient team that honestly, guys, when I talk to coaches in the offseason, uh, I think a lot of people within the league expected Oklahoma State to really take a step back and be like a six and six kind of team this year, uh, just based on what they lost. But uh, it's a testament to Mike Gundy uh, making a lot of the right moves this off season. I thought, that I, like you said, I wrote about Brian Nardo, their DC that they brought in from uh, Division Two again, and look, their, their defense has not been lighting the world on fire this year, uh, but they have found a way to win some close games, including against Oklahoma and, and that last one against BYU, and um, you know, been impressed by the progress they've made over the course of the year. Alan Bowman was was not a very sexy take out of the portal, but certainly has been good enough for them this year, and. You know, when when you find a real special player like Ollie Gordon, that obviously makes things a lot easier. So really been impressed by the run they had this year. Um, I think there's a lot of guys that that, that could have deserved uh, Big 12 Coach of the Year, but uh, I I certainly understand the argument for for Gundy. Uh, You know, for them to get this far um, this year, I I think a lot of people did not expect it. And, uh, you know, they're a big dog this weekend, but very interested to see if they can – uh, make Texas sweat. Max, uh, I know you got to go.
0: Uh, we'd, we'd love to talk to you for like 20 more minutes, but thanks for having like it is portal season. And like I said, you're the portal, you're the real portal king. So uh, in, enjoy the weekend as much as you can. I know you're going to be insanely busy, but Max, thanks for, uh, for hopping on. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next week. If you're not like just swamped in, in stories <laughs> that you have to write.
1: Well, that's, that's very kind of you guys. There's lots of, lots of good experts out there on the portal. And now I must uh, I must go return to the portal. Farewell. <laughs> right. Best of luck. There you
0: go, Max Olson. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.